movie fans, welcome to Cold and Trash Horror Movie Grind the Podcast. I am your host, Ian. This is the show in which we grind on the absolute worst horror and sci-fi movies we can find and make fun of just how bad they are, as well as praise the good cool classics that have been lost throughout time. Now get ready, because we're about to dive real deep inside of Hollywood's dumpster in search of the good, the so bad it's good, and the fucking ugly. Put on your seatbelt, grab a beer or two, and enjoy the show. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Coming back at you with another one. This is Colin Shashwar, Movie Grind, and I am Ian, as always. And uh, today we will be discussing the entire franchise of Children of the Corn. And we will be ranking them from worst to best. Um, I have only seen the first one, but fret not, my friends. I've got a friend who has, and he will be ranking all of them. I bring you uh, the same guy who ranked all the Howling movies, Dustin Speck. Welcome back. What's happening, my man? What's up? It looks you like having a great day? You're in a cornfield yourself. Oh, yeah, man. It's harvest season. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so corn is happening all over the place. It's been a madhouse here, but today we're going to do it right. We're going to teach the care, propagation, and the season of corn, and we'll go from there. Yeah, that's right. This is... Uh... Your your corn stock is crap with Dustin. Uh, but yeah, anyway, obviously that was a joke. But we're going to be doing t- Children of the Corn for the past three days now. Every day when my kids come home, they're like, "Can we, will you do something with this?" I'm like, "I can't get corn on the cob flicks. I got to watch, man. I'll, I'll you know hit <laughs> me up Friday." So that's tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I have seen all of them, uh, and I do want to say, anyone who hops in here, hey, don't be scared to say hi to us. Drop, drop in, tell us what your favorite Children of the Corn movie was, right. or what franchise you'd like us to do. Hit that like button before you bail, too. If you're going to press play and bail, just hit the like button. Do us a favor. Do us a solid. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, everybody watching, well, what, how do you rank the Children of the Corn movies? Uh, is the first one your best, or your favorite, or do you like one better than that? Uh, I guess what. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and get started and talk about Children of the Corn itself. So this is a uh, uh, Stephen King adaptation, uh, right? It's a short story. Uh, it's all, it's really short. It's only sixteen pages long. Oh, really? Um, and they made a movie. I I felt they did it right. Stephen King it wasn't happy, but he wasn't happy with a lot of the projects that happened in the uh, early mid eighties. Um. Yes, I I heard that he originally wrote the screenplay, and the the producers were like, "We can't do anything with this. This is bullshit." And he he said, "So they got somebody else to write the script, right?" And, which he was unhappy with, and he said, "You don't understand how horror works." And then they were like, "You don't understand." He how did say that. Work. I read that quote too. <laughs> they're like, "Stephen King, you don't understand how movies work. We can't make a movie like this." And uh, it would be pretty cool if they did. Apparently, they did do a, a short film that was much closer to the book. Right. It, they don't. The movie also doesn't take place in the same time frame as the book. It was takes place in 1975. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to get specific, um, Stephen King was actually he was narrowed in on a conversation that was supposed to happen between the two protagonists. And it was like three pages long out of a 16-page book. And that's yeah. where the, their new screenwriter is like, we're not putting that in. It's already short as it is. Why add in 30 minutes of dialogue? Yeah. Now, apparently, it started out with, uh, it, like, you don't see the kids, like, killing everybody. It starts out with the, the two couple driving and then they hit the kid. And I, I kind of like that beginning better. I, I kind of wish they had started that way. Oh, I love it, man. You should watch the 2009 remake. It really gives it justice. Actually, the only one that I think was closer to the book, actually. um, Quite quite enjoyable. Okay, cool. Uh, 
cool. We'll get into that in a little bit. Also, uh, apparently in the book, the uh, they're like on the brink of divorce, and they're just like fighting the entire time. I thought that would be pretty cool, but that that's not really like what movies were about in the eighties. I didn't really show. Right. That. I mean, the movie centers around a demon, uh, specifically a demonic um, uh, fertility uh, spirit. It has the power to conceive mortals. And they use manipulation and lies and promises to lure mm. people in to do their bidding. Um, did you, when you were reading about it, did you read how also it's connected to this demon is connected to Randall Flagg from the stand? No, but I, I have heard that like all of his characters are connected in some way. Yeah, they're all inter intertwined somehow. Yeah. Um, since we're like talking about that as a whole, don't look at these movies as like sequel to sequel to sequel. They, they're all children of the corn movies that take place in Nebraska. Uh, and the demon literally resides in the corn, luring children off and so, having them do bad things. Or so terrible they're, things. Not, they're not really that well connected to each other. Right. <clears throat> now, there, there are nine sequels to the first, or I guess maybe eight sequels there's 10 movies all together that that's the the most uh sequels in a Stephen king story right and and if anyone's wondering why because uh i'm gonna go ahead and say this these movies half of them are trash um but oh, yeah. half of them have are are uh are identified as so good they're you know so bad they're good um but people keep watching them, regardless of how terrible. I mean, if you go on the IMDb, I don't think any of them have a rating of over three. But they keep making them because people keep watching them. And it's just as soon as the Children of the Corn movie comes out, everyone has to see it, even the ones that go straight to TV. So right. they're going to Dimension and Miramax are just going to keep doing it as long as I keep watching. So, so there's some that are good, some that are really bad, and some that are so bad they're good. Right, there's only one I would say is pretty much unwatchable. It's it's garbage, bottom of the barrel of like any horror movie. Okay, well let's go ahead and find out which one is that. What is the worst movie in the entire franchise? All right, uh, the the worst one by far um, is called Genesis. I'm so hot, and not in a good way. It shouldn't be much longer. Um, we both know you have a phone. You know, you want me to think it's a kid that's somehow doing all this. You saw the tape. I don't know what I saw. He who walks behind the rose. We don't even know what to watch for. Everything. Try and stop us. Someone in this house is psychokinetic, like off the charts. single adult in Gatlin was slaughtered by children. Oh my god, Tim, look out! It came out in 2011 and it was um, produced and made by Dimension Extreme. This is when they had their new video line where they were doing dimension extreme horror everything and it it doesn't represent children of the corn in any way shape or form the storyline in a nutshell is they tried to because it's a reboot or remake or whatever a couple they're you know on the road their car breaks down and they get stuck in this person's house well my problem is is that they're in this house the entire time uh, the whole movie takes place in there, and eventually the owner traps him in, won't let him leave, and essentially nothing happens the entire film. They're just held captive in this house. One of them finds out that there is a kid in the field, and you don't find out till the very end that the kid has um, the demon's name is he who walks behind the rose, and that's rose as in rose of cornfields, not rose as the flower. Uh, that <laughs> that's its actual name. Uh, so. It's yeah, possessed that's... by that demon, and it just... Man, I'm just going to ruin it for you. It ends with her. She's pregnant. 
And she has to hand the baby over to him, and her husband gets killed. He's the only person who dies in the entire movie. It's it's terrible. I mean, that one person chunked that ear of corn at anyone and said, eat this, you know, or something to make it, re- you know, ridiculous or fun or it j- absolutely terrible. Uh, nonsensical, gibberish, and I don't even think the word corn was even mentioned in this movie. <laughs> and, and that's, like, impossible because it, there's just nonstop corn talking, you know. But it's, uh-huh. uh Absolutely terrible. Uh, hopefully you guys will get to see a quick clip of it, but I wouldn't waste your time. And that's really all I want to say about it because I don't want to get stuck talking trash about this movie. Um, Cause it'll get me talking about the howling part seven and I can't go back. <laughs> okay. Is this, is this better or worse than the howling part seven? Oh my God. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's barely better. And that's only because it's better because it had a better budget. Um, Howling Part 7, in my opinion, is the worst movie ever made known to man. And on the right. books, uh, critics say Troll Part 2 are the worst. Uh, Troll Part 2 is not the worst movie. Howling Part 7 is the worst movie in history. Troll 2 is is famously bad. Right, it's uh, famously uh, bad, right? So bad it's good. They made a documentary of it. The worst, best I love worst that movie. movie. Troll but yeah, is is amazing. Yeah, I'm friends with uh, uh, one of the actors, the guy who yells, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, he's been on this show where we discussed why we enjoy bad movies. Well, what's his name? Have I been with him too? Or no, his name no? is Darren Ewing. Uh, he, no, yeah, he, he's only been on that one episode. Ah, gotcha. Anyway. Uh, so that's the worst one. <laughs> Smelling sweet, man. My harvest came in great. <laughs> How about you, man? Did you get some cream corn? Nope. Oh, man, you didn't get any corn to celebrate? I got none. God, that's all I gave my kids for dinner tonight. They were pissed. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyway, so that was your worst. Children of the Corn Genesis from 2011. Um, what would you say is slightly better than that one? The rest of these are all better um, and watchable. Uh, so if I have some fans out there that are probably about to get um, angry, um, and I'll explain myself, but the next one on my list as the worst one is part six. It's uh, called Children of the Corn, The Return of Isaac, 666. For every season, there is a time for friendship. Maybe I want you to stick around. A time for love. Don't be scared. We were destined. And a time (laughs) for terror. Isaac is back. Now is the day of salvation. To fulfill the final prophecy. It. Don't be afraid. It's your soul that's gonna burn in hell. I don't have a soul. And it's one of the more popular ones, and yeah, that's I've because they brought back Isaac. Yeah. Well, none of that. Apparently, Stacy Keach is in this movie. Oh and- yeah. Uh, they, they had a great. Uh, cast. I was when this movie came out. I was super excited. Um, you know, I was excited for Isaac coming back. I was um, excited for Kate, uh, Stacey Keith, who I remember him first uh, from Body Bags. He played the guy with the hair that turned into worms. Uh. Yeah, um, and then Nancy Allen from the RoboCop movies. You know, uh. she plays the yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then of course John Franklin came back nineteen years later to reprise his role as Isaac. Um, yeah. And there were a lot of Children of the Corn fans that missed four and five. But when word hit the streak that Isaac was coming back for part six, it kind of became a big deal. And I, and I, I believe it was, yeah, it's a watch time was way high. more people saw it than the two I, before. I might have actually seen it. I don't, I don't recall. Um, I think I might have seen this, but I don't, I don't remember. I have no memory of it. It's so, man, they just. If you watch it, it makes no sense. They um, 
So Isaac didn't die in the first one. He was, uh, you know, he had been power hungry and got all of uh, he who walks behind the rose ability. And the movie just kind of ends with him like that. He's well, like a zombie kind of. Right. He looks like a zombie at the end. Well, they explain it in this film that he who <clears throat> walks behind the rose, excuse me, I promise I'm okay, uh, put him to sleep for 19 years on purpose, woke him up 19 years later uh, to have him. Uh, put his child up as the new prophet uh, and Isaac got greedy with it and well here's the first thing that's confusing about it this demon specifically uh, lingers around children it, it has to that's how it manifests itself through the children who eat its corn and then it manipulates and lies them to get them to do things the adults may have supernatural experiences but ultimately they they're not on a journey of of a false prophet they actually believe this to be a jesus christ you know um and its book follows the bible but just in a demonic way you know they need he needs them to kill their parents uh so he would never give a full-grown man authority to run the show for him so i found it extremely confusing that this demon who needs a child would decide to hold on to one until they're well beyond an adult and then wake them up to have them finish what they started. Um, uh-huh. It was just confusing. And then ultimately, he who walks behind the rose gave his abilities to someone else and kills Isaac. So, uh, and not only that, apparently he has a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has a kid too. So, and that's what the demon was mad at Isaac because Isaac was getting greedy and wanted to give it to his child for uh, for selfish reasons. Now, the demon, the deity, he that doesn't work that way. You can't want it for selfish reasons. You get it because he he is allowing you to have it. Right. If you're just drenched in power, it's, he's going to give it to someone else. He also lowers the age limit. Every time this demon is ignored, he lowers the age limit to who can be a part of his disciples. And in the first movie, it starts off at 19. By the time you get to part six, it's 17 and even lowers the age in the first one. He lowers it from 19 to 18. Say now anyone older than 18 gets sacrificed. He wasn't getting enough, enough people. So he had to, you know, he he wasn't, there just, there wasn't very, there's just no excitement, man. I mean, they did do some cool uh, work with the monochromatic color schemes in this film. So everything had like a hue and a tint of green, which gave it like an eerie kind of sense. But there's no like serious supernatural stuff until you get to the end. And he who walks behind the rose kills Isaac and, you know, gives his ability to this guy, turns on Isaac, kills him. And then it's up to this woman to fight a floating god in the air. And he says it so weirdly. He goes, uh, and he goes, you want to know who's, who's he who walks behind the rose? And she's like, lay it on me. And he goes, me, me, and starts floating in the air, and just oh god! It was, we, we might have to cover this movie because I mean, you said <laughs> this sounds fun. Yeah, I, I really had high hopes, and it had a good cast, and all of them actually do have very a really great <laughs> have a good cast, and you know, just the storyline dropped the ball on six six six, and because my expectations were up here. It ultimately landed the movie way down here because it did nothing to deliver anything that was what, what the fans had hoped for, in my opinion, gotcha. obviously someone can drop in the comments and say, Hey, you know what? Six, 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 the best one. And I'll fight you to the grave. You don't have to fight me, but give me your opinion. I'd be, I'd love to hear why you think it's the best. Oh, yeah. and I definitely want to hear from someone who says Genesis is the best. Why <laughs> <You might> not. <laughs> You might not. If it's your favorite, <laughs> please tell me. Tell me in full detail in the comments below why. I got to know. <laughs> and if you do, we'll have you on the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, hey, I'll shout out to the next person we do this to. The last person to drop a comment, they'll get a shout out for me directly. There you go. All right. Uh, so that that's uh, that one. Uh, 666, The Return of Isaac. Uh, um, so, are we starting to get into like movies that you like, or are they still bad at this point? 
so the next one, I actually like it. Okay. Um, it's called uh, Revelation. Oh, and if anyone wants to see my original DVD, look, Children of the Corn 5, 666, Revelations on there. I always love the names, too. Urban Harbit, Harvest, you know, or I think one's called, yeah, Final Sacrifice. Uh, that was part two. It's, it's a little bit better than the Howling. It is. Yeah, it is. It, they do have more creative names, all kind of corn related, obviously. The next one, um, Revelations, is great if you don't want to really think about it too much of as it being a Children of the Corn type movie. There's, you know, uh, all the ones before six are all stories where children have ultimately killed off the entire town and there's a bunch of crazy kids. Well, this one takes place far in the future. A woman goes to visit her grandmother who lives in an apartment complex next to a cornfield and gets there and there's an eviction notice on there. Her grandmother's gone and the same two spirits of children of children of the corn pass, you know, spirits just appear and taunt her through the entire film. Um, the children are creepy. And when they start manipulating people to commit suicide, it gets a bit interesting from there. Um, and then, it has one of my, my, my favorite stuff about these films is how ridiculous they get. So if it has anything crazy, like literal corn coming to life and strangling people, I, I call that that is that is classic children of the corn stuff that I like to see. Because even in the first one, there's that kind of stuff. But they get by the third one, it gets so ridiculous. A woman in this one gets strangled by just ropes of corn that come to life and like vines <laughs> go through the window. And she's in the bathroom butt naked. So there's that, too, if you're just someone trying oh, to score yeah. a, a boob. Well, yeah, you get to see a full-grown naked woman get uh, strangled like a bunch of constrictors, but ears of corn. Like, which yeah, I thought was fun. Which happens at the end of the first movie. Oh yeah, no, it happens quite often. People, yeah, the corn often people uh -huh. happens a bunch, and mm -hmm. I love that. It added that to it. There was none of that in Six 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 or Genesis. They were just they were lacking the 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 fun. Of you know this ridiculous okay. demon that hoards and wields the power of literal corn, right? Okay, cool. Uh, what, what's next? What, what's what's the next one on my list? Uh, is Children of the Corn Part Five came out in 1990, 1998. It's called Fields of Terror. Supposed to be a fun road trip. <laughs> You're on private property. Town's about a mile that way. Now, they're stranded in a desolate town. You people look a little lost. Is there a tow truck service? Nope. We're also looking for some friends in a convertible. We don't get a whole lot of tourists in here. They've been told to leave. I want you on that 8 a.m. bus out of here. You got it? Ah, hey! Now what? But someone doesn't want them to go. And for them to stay alive, they must discover the secret of this town's dark mystery and look evil in the face. I warn you, Sheriff. Children of the Corn 5. And... Uh, this one is fun for you, uh, nostalgic and so bad it's it's good. You will like this one because part five uh, has Kane Hodder in it. 
So if you're a Jason uh, fan, yes. you get yes. to see him in there. It's got stars uh, Eva Mendez also. Uh, she was in the Ghost Rider movies. I can't remember what else she was in. But anyway, you know, there were a lot of actors in the 90s, uh, even the females. She could have been one of the screen queens. Uh, Jennifer Aniston in the first Leprechaun. Screen queens from the 90s. Uh, so this one was uh, great. It was a slow burn. It, its major flaw was the kid who plays Ezekiel. Uh, every movie has its Isaac, by the way, this one being Ezekiel. Uh, the kid who plays Ezekiel, I can't remember the actor's name, but he was absolutely horrible. I just, I could have done without him. And a lot of the I've movies, heard. your Isaacs are pretty terrifying and like, you will do what he who hides behind the rose says. Bow down. He was like, literally like, you better listen to the man in the woods. I mean, the man in the corn. It, it, it's, it's serious. You could not take him seriously. It was, <laughs> I, it was I horrible. I have heard this before. Uh, but anytime he wasn't in it, it was great. There was heads exploding. Uh, the story's the, the same, by the way. Um, uh, Eva uh, Mendez, she's with her group of friends. Their car breaks down in Nebraska. And they're, you know, headed towards Gatlin. And, of course, they get there and the town is run over by kids. Where are the parents? What have you? And uh, one by one, her and her friends are slowly getting killed off um, until there's an uh, ultimate showdown between Ezekiel, who gets the powers of the demon and uh, a final standing, you know, scream girl actress. Not Eva, though. She throws herself off a haystack and kills herself. Oh, sweet. Or Eva. <laughs> Have you seen any of this one? No. No? Uh, but I love it because of the nostalgic fun that it brings. Um, not, not often do you get to see uh, Kane outside of a hockey mask. And so anytime he, you know, pops up somewhere in any other movies, I get excited to see. He's a big dude, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, what, what's next now? We're, uh, now yeah. we're moving down to number six on our list. Six, six, six. No, uh, six is run away from 2018. <laughs> Don't you ever want to stop me people? No. I don't know. I just felt like we were being followed. I think we're on the deck of the Titanic or something. Who's in there? I bet you'd kill to have a normal life. Yeah. You should just take your little circus of crazy and hit the road. There's someone in this town. She's going to do something terrible. Get my son as far away from here as he possibly can. You're the only thing that matters. You always will be. Who's there? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Six, six, six. Oh, that's oh, that's right. See, I failed. I failed you. Because yeah. I should eat some more corn. Oh. Well. <laughs> no. No, not happening. Um. Oh, shit. Um. All right. Uh, hey, editor, just go ahead and cut that out. This corn is raw. <laughs> it's not like the movie. So many people in the movie pulled a stock of corn off and just ate it. It was like, this is delicious. Doesn't work like that. I just found out. That, that looks like... Uh, Really All right, so bad. Runaway 2018. This one was a lot of fun. Uh, it was it was awkward as hell. Uh, the storyline goes as this. A woman and her son have been on the run for 10 years. You don't find out till later that she's been on the run because she is one of the last surviving children from the um, uh, the children that committed these, you know, horrible things. Oh. She's been on the run for a decade with her son that she had uh, with uh, Malachi, Malachi or Isaac, one of the two. Um, and anyway, uh, she can't run from her past because she's burying the child of another, uh, you know, disciple. Uh, she's been being chased by the deity of uh, this entire time. And she makes a pit stop in a town when she's finally out of money and she has, she's, they can't run any farther. 
and she's they don't even have money for a phone call. She can't even use a payphone or anything. Uh, so this man takes her in. He runs a a, a shop uh, to fix cars. Uh, you know, so a mechanic, and she, she, he lets her stay the night there one night, and then the night she fixed all the cars for free. And now he felt guilty because he was trying to kick her out. He said, you can stay and eventually gave her a job. Everything was going great. Then she wanted her son to join the school and things started getting really strange from there. Uh, it had a lot of visual art, I should say, first. Anytime she had a premonition or a dream, uh, time stood still and it was a bunch of children murdering parents. And it was art of just where their throats are slit, you know, kids using sickles. And blood just spraying out of everyone's throats. And her just, like, time standing still, just walking through looking at this massacre. And that happened several times. And visually, it was extremely appealing. And look, whatever they did, the blood just looked, they did something to it. They messed with the pixels and did some kind of stuff with it. It just made it look like blood crystals. It just, it looked awesome. But anyway, things get awkward. She wants her kid to go there to the school, local school. And the principal's like, we don't want your kind around here since you're banging a colored guy. Cause yeah, the, the, uh. the guy who owns the shop, he's a black man. So it's like old school racism going on and she's not even sleeping with the guy. But then that very night she goes home, can't get her kid in school and decides she does want to sleep with him. Well, he has a bum leg. And while they were trying to sleep with each other, every position they got in, he had to keep stopping because his bum leg, he was like, ow, oh, my leg. So then they tried doggy style and he'd be like, oh shit, my leg. And then they tried missionary and she was like, oh shit, my leg. And they're just constantly flipping around. And while they were doing this whole uncomfortable attempt at sex, she looks over and her son was just standing there watching them. Uh -huh. uh, and it gets awkward. She shoves him off of him, off, off of him. Like, you know, get off of me, you know, damn it. And he sends her son up to the room and gets pissed off at her that she won't continue to go through with the intercourse. Uh. So, because now he's angry, she has to throw him out. And and she just keeps going to work. And they're, and things are like so, so fucking awkward at her job, man. She goes there. She can't even make eye contact with him. And he's like, you're going to work here. At least you can do is look at me in my fucking eye. And she's like. Are you sure you want me to look in your eye? You just mad because I won't suck your dick type of shit. I'm like, God, this is so fucking awkward. Like, <laughs> I mean, things are awkward. She can't get her kid in the school because people are shunning on her for having anything to do with the colored person, you know. And and then they have this weird attempt at sex in front of her own son. Oh God, uh, it's just so it's so weird. Uh, and there is no gi giant corn for nice. I, like an apparition of her past self is killing people one by one until ultimately it has it has a bad ending, uh, uh, which you said you like. And I do like, too. Uh, the son she had, he has this whole time has had he who walks behind the rose within him. And he fucking kills his own mom at the end. Oh, you know, sweet. all this time she thought she was saving her child from this demon. Yeah. He was the demon. Oh man, that yeah. did not so, work out for her. It, it's awesome, dude. She like turn she's finally like, we can get out of here. And she turns around to hug her son and he, he fucking throws a kitchen knife up under her throat and it blasts out her mouth and just blood's pouring down. And it ends with her literally just walking off through a cornfield, just blood pouring off down her face. It it's fucked up. And the son is like, Yeah. And then uh he's running uh a church <laughs> so like 12 years oh, okay. old running a church you know with be, all the children like isaac. yeah uh, like, exactly like isaac and it leaves you know that's the last one that came out so it leaves with you cool. know on a cliff cliffhanger okay cool so all right so we're now halfway through and uh sounds like they're starting to get pretty good uh what do you have for middle of the road number five so the Middle of the Road, Part 5. Um. From the world of Stephen King comes the darkest mystery of the year. You and I both know there's nothing to be afraid of, right? I'm not afraid of anything. Of an evil set upon a small Midwestern town. Grace. I'm hot. It did something to him. 
the thief, and a young medical student who must solve its mysteries. Whatever happened to my boy, it's going to happen to him. Now, the secret of the force behind the terror will be revealed. Children. Children of the Corn Four, the Gathering. Which also they all take place in Nebraska, somewhere near Gaten, either in Gaten or or, or near it. Okay. Uh, in Nebraska, and this one has no narrative connection to the ones before whatsoever. Uh, it has Naomi Watts in it? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, hold on. We'll have to do a. Give me a minute. I'm looking at my list. Did I say part four? No, you said. Okay, it. I'm sorry. I meant to say part four. 1996 is called The Gathering. Have your editor deal with that. Oh, you, you know what? <laughs> that, that, that was probably my bad when I typed that in. That's supposed to be a four. Ah, ah, I see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, number five on our list is part four. Uh, it's called The Gathering, and uh, fixed it. Part four. Yeah, part four does have <laughs> Naomi Watts in it. Uh, if she's most popular for doing uh, the ring in 2001, but this movie was brutal, man. Uh, uh, Mahal Drive, my friend. It, it's, Drive. it's shock factor. It's shock factor alone. Uh, a kid chops off his own mom's head, runs off into a field, and then comes out and throws it at the sheriff, and then just disappears into the cornfield. And really? I just thought that that one scene alone was ex was extremely fucked up. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's just a lot of that. You're seeing the whole town getting killed off one by one. Each child is killing their own parents slowly throughout the movie. Naomi Watts has been doing, taking blood samples on one of the children and has realized that something, because she's a nurse, and has realized that all of their blood has shown that it has uh, dead red blood cells in there. All the blood is coagulating. So these children are like zombies, essentially. Um, and that's the whole premise to the whole thing. She's trying to figure out what's going on with uh, the children's blood, while at the same time, one by one, parents are being killed, and she doesn't even realize it until several parents have been killed off of this small town, and until she realizes she's pretty much the only person uh, still alive uh, as an adult. Um, and it becomes an ultimate throwdown between her and the god and the ending scene is awesome. If you've seen Gremlins, when the Gremlin is getting killed at the end from copious amounts of water too much and it's melting, uh, that's this thing is screaming in terror as it's melting. And then she like blows its head off with a shotgun and just blood and guts. It's more drawn out than what I just told you, but that's the plot in a nutshell. And it's a lot of fun. A lot of gruesome deaths. And yeah, <laughs> uh, that, I, I don't really have anything else to say about it, but Definitely right. up there on the list. Number four, The Gathering. All right. Uh, the Gathering, 1996. Cool. And uh, so what is better than that? Uh, that would be, some people might get mad at me for this, but it's just the, it's just the way of things. Uh, that would be part two that came out in 1992. It's called The Final Sacrifice. We have just witnessed a terrible tragedy. It all began. Here, in these fields, with the children of the corn. What happened is over, Mrs. Burke. It's over. Well, a bunch of kids killed all the adults in town. Just a basic Sunday afternoon in the Bible Belt. But the adults' nightmare isn't over yet. People are actually worried about problems with our sweet, innocent children. There's something out there. There's something. It's evil. It's gotten a hold of our children. Did you see what happened? The blood was for the corn. Based on the shocking short story from Master of Horror Stephen King. Have you ever seen evil? It works through the children. This is Children of the Corn 2. He who walks behind the rose commands that we rid the land of all the defiled of the corn. I don't want you hanging around with these kids. Right here. <laughs> they were adults. We have seen the way of that world, and it is evil. 
there is a power greater than all, and it is within us. behind the rose would allow you to escape. She is the first to be sacrificed. Children of the Corn 2, the final sacrifice. It's fun to play, right? I rewatched it again. Um, not last night, but the night before. I've been watching nothing but corn movies for days. You know, um, and I own most of them. And that's corny. I, I didn't like it. The the way that they um tried to explain off in part two that that the corn was in had a fungus growing off of it and it was causing the children it was a type of fungus that causes hallucinations and hysteria and you know things like that. Well, that doesn't make any sense because no one's hallucinating in any of these movies. The demon is real and screwed up shit are happening. There's, you know, so, so what they course, say in this one is that the demon is not real and they're all just tripping. The no, the demon is a real thing, but they try to pass it off that it's spreading through uh via a fungus. Um, and that the kids are hallucinating. So they're contradicting themselves. They're saying that it's a fungus, but the kids aren't hallucinating. No one's hallucinating anything. Uh when the corn comes to life and starts straight dude, a girl gets a uh, corn up the cob up her snatch in this one. All right. It's not a hallucination. It's just there's, um, you know, dead bodies everywhere uh, in, in this one. But the movie does have a very dark opening that is very chilling to me because it was the first one I ever saw when I was a child. And it was at a friend's house. And its opening scene is scary enough to where it's more on the horror side than whereas the rest of them are more playfully fun with what this demon can do. Uh, so part two just opens up with uh, sheriffs going down into um, uh, it's like a basement of all the parents and the camera's panning over just dozens and dozens of dead bodies and the dead bodies, the artwork on them was so great um, that, that, that was an imprint that stayed in my head uh, throughout my entire life, I, I never forgot that scene and that scene alone I found scarier than the entire film um, mostly because they just tried to, they tried, everything got convoluted with this whole fungus thing. And I think that's why they removed it. It never, it being a fungus never came back after that again. And it wouldn't explain that way. Yeah. If the kids eat the corn, it does infect them, but that's because the demon has set it up that way. It, it rules its haven is corn and it's in Nebraska because uh, apparently that's where the majority of cornfields is. Uh, so it lingers around Gaten, Nebraska, but it can appear in any cornfield anywhere in the world. Okay. Um, but yeah, because uh, because things started getting confusing ar around there, uh, I didn't like it. I did love uh, 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 Malachi's voice in that one. Anytime he was speaking to the kids, his voice would change. And uh, he would just, you know, I have spoken to he who hides behind the rose, and he told me we are one. <laughs> just, I loved whatever wh whatever thing that they did to alter his voice on that one. It was awesome. So when he's speaking to the kids, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Demon. All eat right. my corn. <laughs> it's always corn. And by the way, the demon's name is he who walks behind the rose. Oh, yeah. I think I already said that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, besides that, the movie was a bit confusing. Storyline wasn't wasn't as great. Now I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying that it's you know not as good as the ones I'm I'm bringing up in front of this, which is also just an opinion. Right. Like I said, I'm still waiting on you, Genesis guy, because this will be like a live chat. So tell me, you Genesis people, pop up in my chat. Let's see. <laughs> All right, <laughs> for for real. All right, so now that. Uh, leaves us to three left. Your top three Children of the Corn films. Uh, what do you have for number three? All right, and uh, 
Excuse me one second. I'm sorry. This thing came unplugged. My phone's about to die. Your editor will have to just snip, snip, snippy that out too. No <laughs> or, or I can do it. <laughs> there is no editing. We, uh, uh, this is, this is all we get. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll make a request, but it might not get fulfilled. All right. You know what I noticed? What's I haven't that? had a, uh, sip of my pomegranate blue burst Mountain Dew extreme in quite some time. <laughs> okay. All right, next one on our list. Number three, the 2009 prequel. Just, just, just to be clear, it's a prequel, but it's closer to the book. It takes place in 1975, which is where the short story starts, and it's a couple, and they are on the road. It's a, you know, a lot of these are a couple on the road, um, and their car. They accidentally hit a child that has a slit throat uh, uh, that was already slit, you know. So, and uh, they are forced to go to this town where they get into this town. And, oh, man, what I love, th this movie is so good, just like the first one. But I actually enjoy this one more. Uh, the man, you get so tired of, of children, you know, picking off adults. You're like, man, when is one of these adults just going to be like, put their foot down and be like, fucking little kid, get over here. Give me that sickle. You know, like, get out of you fucking shit, you know. And that happens in this one. You know, he, they're the only adults. They, you know, they take this kid back to uh, Gatlin and just, of course, where this town has been, a, you know, empty for who knows how long. Right. Uh, you know, with uh, these demonic kids who have been living amongst themselves uh, without parents. And when someone turns 18, they kill them and, and give them to the to the demon. Um, and they get there. And, yeah, it's chaotic with kids trying to murder them. And. What I loved in this one is that finally, once they got a hold of his wife, that's when he fucking had it. He starts kicking kids' asses. He didn't care anymore. Grabbing kids' face and get, get your ass on the fucking 10 year old. Get your <laughs> ass in school. What is this? Madness. Uh, so it's, it's really good. Uh, but like, if you've seen the first one, they're almost identical, except for the, the way that the child is injured and the time of place. Um, the first one does take place in the 80s. This one takes place in 1975, like it's supposed to. Uh, but yes, really good. I don't want to get too much into it because when we start talking about the first one, it's going to be like identical storylines. Yeah. Just this one's up to date. So if you're a really big fan of, of the first one, um, watch the remake. It did it justice. It's the only movie, right? I feel it It did a, it was a solid, a solid uh, remake, even though it's considered a, a prequel. Uh, it won't let the fans down um, as far as that goes. Ooh. If you're a fan more of the first one there, cause it, this franchise does have a fan where like three through uh, three through six are like the awesome, you know, part of, of the, um, of the whole franchise because they become ridiculous at that point. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sweet. So yeah, that's it. Children of the corn 2009 remake as your number three. Uh, what is the second best children of the Corps? All right, and number two. Number two, the runner-up came out in 1995, and it's called Urban Harvest. All right. 
Man, and I love this one. It was a hard decision. I almost wanted to put this one up as first because I'm one of the fans of the ones that came out in, 19, in the 90s. So when this one came out, uh, it was like every year a, a Children of the Corn movie was coming out. Um, and the storyline is a bit different. Oh, my God. The corn scenes in this movie are so, are so crazy. Uh, the uh, child's name is Eli, and he is... Uh, one of the children from, you know, the children of the corn that happened in uh, Gatlin, Nebraska. Their parents are dead. Surprise! They get adopted and taken into a, uh, you know, an, an urban neighborhood, you know. So a nice area. They're not out in the sticks anymore. And uh, Eli has brought corn with him. And he starts planting it in an abandoned warehouse in the neighborhood and growing it inside the warehouse and starts growing his uh, colony of believers uh, <laughs> throughout it. But what makes this movie so insane is this is where they start getting uh, ridiculous with the corn, where uh, corn actually becomes the thing you should be scared of uh, because it's killing people throughout the, out the film uh, corn by a flying through the air and, you know, shooting into someone's chest. I mean, he's, he's literally in his warehouse, just, Corn and stocks of corn are just bursting out of the ground, and it <laughs> just every ridiculous thing you could think of. Totally nineties written all over it, and what makes this movie even more ridiculous at the end of it, he has farmed it and started selling it overseas. So when you see the movie, you think part four, it's now you know spread across the world, but they uh-huh. they got away from that. Uh, but if if you want to see stupid uh, shit, oh, and by the way, you get to see the actual uh, deity, the demon, at the end, which shows itself as a giant. I don't like a cross between the female uh, alien from Aliens, uh, you know, and, and a cross between an ear of corn. It's so weird. She even has a <laughs> belly coming out of her. That's like. Like stocks of corn and and baby demons going down, and she's twenty feet tall and a bunch of noodles, and she's like Noodle City, and, and starts killing all the kids that are have been worshiping her. And Eli's like, ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, this 
Is there any control of this madness? Are we supposed to only kill the parents when all the children are getting destroyed? So many uh, uh, effects with um, animatronics, too, which I love. This one kid, an ear of corn goes underneath each head and rips his head off until it's just a head yeah. with a dangling spine. And yeah. it's just in the corn. Just... <laughs> you see his eyeballs rolling around. So ridiculous the ways people get uh, killed in this one by by corn, uh, and also this one has, like I said, no, no no narrative connection to the other one. They just went completely absurd with the corn. People are running from ears of corn in this one. That's what starts this whole uh, corn fun. being like the actual enemy instead of the demon. You know, can manifest whatever it wants. It can bring inanimate objects to life of all kinds. But the fact that it chooses specifically only corn in like three, four, and five, I, I found hilarious. Uh, down with an ear corn! Right up the cooch or one through the ear. <laughs> you see if, you see this one for the ridiculousness and the actor that plays Eli uh, did a great job. Uh, they alter his voice a bunch. He sells it on the creepy child thing. Because why are we watching these movies? They're pretty, they're essentially what they're all just creepy kid, you know, killer movies. And we don't have very many of those. Uh, people who watch Children in the Corner probably also seen Village of the Damned or uh, The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Killer kid movies. All right. Cool. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, it is. It's a lot of fun. But yeah. Uh, so we can move on to there and one that you've actually seen too. So why don't you tell us? Because it's no surprise at this point. We are down yeah. to number one. Children numero of, uno. Children of the Corn Part 17. The, the, <laughs> right. No, uh, yeah, the, the best one, the, the first one, of course, the original Children of the Corn from 1984. Every child is afraid of the dark, the unknown. The nightmare in Gatlin, Nebraska. That nightmare is in the corn. <laughs> Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Praise God! Praise the Lord! Stephen King, the author of Carrie, The Shining, The Dead Zone, and Christine, an adult nightmare. Children of the Corn. I'm here, Lord! I'm Stephen King's Children of the Corn, an adult nightmare. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the one that started it all. Um, it's, it's 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 creepy. It's it's pretty fun. It's cool. Um, I I like how it's just like it 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 shows all these just crazy religious nuts and this cult, and it shows the dangers of that. But but they're all children, right? So the, it's just like it's extra creepy that way, and it's like wow. Uh, this is terrifying, kind of. Um, and the even grown adults are like being just they can't even fight their way through. Hey, Linda Hamilton is in it, and this yep, is right Sal before, yeah, right before Terminator. <laughs> but she did not put up a fight at all, she she was very, very helpless. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, she was, yeah, kind of was up to the husband in this one. Yeah, but that's 1984 for you, I guess. Um, but no, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah. So, uh, what? Why would you say that this is the best one out of all of them? Well, this one's the most popular, um, and sure. it started a huge fight afterwards, which is a whole other story between Dimension and Miramax. It was ridiculous. There was like 10 pages of shit that I was reading about this battle that they had going on. Yeah. But the first one is the original, and its storyline is more appealing than the rest, where, you know, kind of a lot of your franchises taper away from 
the storyline and just kind of start becoming their own thing. Th this one obviously is going to be more true to the book because it's based off that, uh, the short story. And I love that um, a couple who, by the way, they're, they're, uh, they don't go there willingly. They just can't escape it. They're driving through Nebraska and no matter what turn they take, take leads them to Gatlin. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's in the movie. Right. It's just, it's, it's no matter what, they just that's keep going there. And, you know, so, which is cool. That's scary in itself. And you can't escape. <laughs> you get there and you see it's an apocalypse has happened. There's freaking corn stocks all over the road because corn is crazy like that. Uh, there's no parents in sight and giggling children hiding in buildings. It's creepy as hell. Uh, you know, and the guy who played Isaac, the original Isaac, you know, who came back for part six. Oh man, I, I think his his uh his phrase at the end of the movie where uh, he was like, He wants you too, Malachi. He wants you too. <laughs> I found I found that with like synonymous with like the end of Child's Play Part One, where uh, Chucky is like, but "You said we were friends till the end." <laughs> like it just, I love that that ending quote. Uh, it gets me every time that when Isaac says that, I love that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Would I rather deal with zombies or a bunch of crazy kids? Probably the kids. Yeah, I'd rather deal with kids with sickles. Yeah, just do what the guy has. Remember at the end when he's just pissed off and he's had it and he just starts smacking. Sickles yeah. out of their hands and shit, and you know, yeah. knocking over little kids. Get my wife down from there, fucking kid. Yeah, especially Malachi. He just beats Malachi's ass. Uh, that's great. Yeah. So yeah. So everybody, check out Children of the Corn. Uh, hit us up in the comments. What was your favorite? Um, is Dustin full of shit? Let us know. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's let's uh, go back. Uh, backwards. So your your favorite one is Children of the Corn, the original from 1984. Uh, your your second best is Part Three, Urban Harvest, 1995. Uh, the third best one that that you like is the remake, which is interesting. A lot of people probably don't like remakes. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I can't say it, but I, I would uh, say that's that might be controversial. Um, next, then you, you know, like Children of the Corn 2, Final Sacrifice. Then from there, uh, middle about middle of the road, you're you're at part four, The Gathering from 1996, and then Runaway from 2018. It's crazy that they're still making these movies. Like this was just like a few years ago. <laughs> um, then uh, the the shitty ones start coming in. Uh, don't like as much uh like a part five fields of terror and then uh from that was worse than that revelation 2001 and you just absolutely hated 666 i6 return um yeah sorry guys i did for use it for, the, the worst for some of you that, who did join the franchise once 666 came out because there was that <laughs> and the worst hey you can come in the comments and say you know what I hate you, Dustin. Fuck you. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the worst one of all time, the worst Children of the Corn movie that has ever been made, Children of the Corn Genesis 2011. It doesn't even yeah. have a number. It's just Genesis. Nope. And it's definitely no Sega. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, well, thanks for coming on here and uh, sharing with us your, your list of all the children of the corn, where's the best? Dude, I had a blast, man, like like always, and I, I enjoyed wandering through the cornfield, creeping myself out, and collecting uh, raw, unedible corn uh, for this uh, project, so I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, putting your body in arms way for the, for the show that probably only two people are going to watch. Yeah, I like that better. I put, I put my life on the people line. people are going to be us, probably. Um, I put myself in a compromising position for this court. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Alright, well, uh, so next week we will be returning back to the reviews and we're going to hit uh, one of my favorite directors of all time, Robert Rodriguez from Dust Till Dawn. And, uh, because he's he's got a bunch of, of great horror movies himself and then that'll lead us into what i'm going to call grind vember 
which the entire month of November will be Grindhouse movies, new and old. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check that out. And, uh, yeah, check out... If you want to see more of Dustin, look at his YouTube channel, Your Tap Water is Crap. And, uh, yeah, so that'll do it for us. Uh, again, Dustin, thanks for joining. And, uh, yeah, so I'll... Like that corn, I'll dig you now. and Or, sorry, I'll plant you now, and I'll dig you later. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, everybody. Catch you next time, bud. Yeah.